0: Well, good morning Trinity it's good to be with you today and no doubt you've heard the news by now that Mike and Jenny and Hannah will be leaving us and it's a both a sad time but also an exciting and adventurous time for the Coltman's but also for us as a church as we go through transition and that's a really key word in the regards to this we've uh, we've all experienced transition there's many positive ones I mean going to school um, I mean, even Tim and Lindsay having a baby, May and Nate, Luke and Sarah going to have a baby. Uh, Yesterday, Anita and Chris got married. These are all very positive transitions that come with with challenges and excitement all wrapped in. And there's negative transitions as well. I mean, there's job loss. There's potentially losing someone in your family that's close to you. And then there's this transition for us as a church where we're having people that we love move away and following God's command and his calling to do something else. This perhaps in many ways is more confusing because we feel a mixture of joy, happiness, adventure, and sadness, and even mourning, which can be very confusing. But the encouragement from God's word today is that regardless of what the transition is or how you describe it, positive, negative, or neutral, our response, our reaction to that is the same and that is to put our faith in God, that he sees the big picture, so we need to focus on him. I encourage you to read at some point, maybe later today, all of Proverbs chapter three, but let's just focus on a few key verses this morning at the beginning of that chapter that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and don't lean on your own understanding, don't lean on your own feelings, in all your ways acknowledge him, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, Rely and honor God through that. And the promise is that he will direct our paths. So that's our encouragement today in faith that God will lead Trinity as he always has and that God will lead the Coltmans as he always has. Our God has created a, a great thing in creating our church and creating this family. And he's begun a great work in us and he is faithful to complete it. Let's put our faith in him. And this morning, the message that Nate and I have pulled out is is from a couple months ago, but I think it's very appropriate to focus on faith today. So let's listen to God's word in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we're tackling the topic of faith and i'll tell you it's a tricky one to to put a sermon together on because faith is is very very broad and very wide it's a topic that can take all kinds of different approaches when you're explaining it and today i believe i've done a good job if we end our sermon. And we end our time together. And I, I even hesitate to call it a sermon. It's almost a one way conversation where I'm sharing thoughts from a different, many different uh, perspectives and from different angles so that you can come away maybe with some answers, quest, some questions answered, and maybe with a few other things that you would like to research in your own life as you look into faith and your faith. The Bible does say to test your faith. And I think that's important for all of us to do. So once again, I I think I would have done a good job today if if today's talk ends with a dot, 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 and you carry some of the information that you heard today into your own study, uh, reading God's word, looking up other passages that we're not going to talk about, uh, but also talking to people that you would consider uh, maybe more spiritually mature and wiser than you in this area. And all of us that do that and receive mentorship, I think, grow and learn. So don't feel like today has to explain faith entirely and you'll have it nailed down. It's a big topic and it's a beautiful topic. Faith is awesome. And what better way to start than to really just define faith and tell you uh, how it's described in different ways. The the first way we like to, to describe faith and use a definition is just The approach of Google or out of the dictionary. And faith is described as a strong belief or trust in someone or something. Belief in the existence of God. Strong religious feelings or beliefs. A system of religious beliefs. It's a good definition. It covers a lot of what we're going to talk about today. But let me share with you what would be called the spiritual definition of faith. Or the uh, scriptural definition of faith. Now, this comes from Hebrews 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, Hebrews 11.1. Faith is the connecting power into the spiritual realm which links us with God and makes him become a tangible reality to the sense perceptions of a person. That's a beautiful definition. I think I see a lot of truth in that and I can Place a lot of hope into something that's realistic in that way. Well, as I said before, I want to approach faith today from a bunch of different angles so that we can explore it. Let's let's use that word today, that we're going to explore faith and we're going to test faith in our own heart and in our own lives. And I have a story that I have uh, enjoyed for many years that I'd like to share with you. And this is a great Picture of faith that'll get us started today. And it's a picture of an airplane that has four people on it. It has, of course, the pilot flying the airplane. It has a beautiful old pastor, probably retired, uh, quite old. And then a younger pastor that he's mentoring, who's learning and growing in the faith and in leadership of a church. And then it has a a young teenager on board who has just won the competition in all of North America as the smartest teenager in the world. And these four take off in this airplane and they start flying across the country. And sure enough, something goes wrong. There's some weird noises coming out of the cockpit. There's some smoke outside and and a bumpy ride begins and, and it startles everybody. Before they even have a chance to react to what's going on around them in the airplane, the pilot bursts through the door, putting on a parachute, shouts out to everybody on board, listen, the plane's going down. There's nothing I can do. I'm the father of six kids, and I can't leave my wife with that. I have to go. So I'm taking this parachute. Just so you know, there's only two more parachutes. So God bless you all. Good luck. Bye. And he jumps out of the airplane. The pilot, he's gone. And the plane starts to wobble and starts to, to roll and sink a little bit. And the other three look at each other. And the smartest teenager in the world says, listen, I, I just won this incredible competition. I, I could be the answer uh, to cure cancer. I, I could, I could uh, grow up to be just about anything that this world needs. I'm important. And, and he grabs a pack and puts it on and jumps out the door. As far as they know they're down to one parachute and this incredible discussion goes on between the senior pastor and the young pastor and the old pastor looks at the young guy goes listen I I've lived a great life I've had the privilege of leading many people to the Lord Uh, my life is rich and full and I know what's going to happen to me after death I'll be going to heaven so I want to bless you and and please take the other parachute and uh, and live a great life do great things for God And the young pastor looks at the senior pastor, he goes, sir, we don't have to worry because the smartest teenager in the world just jumped out of the airplane with my backpack. (laughs) Now, you have to chuckle at that story. It's, It's one, it has some humor and some tragedy all mixed in in one. But what's really being said in this story is we have to check what's in our parachute? What are we jumping out of this plane with? If the teenager had checked, he would have been able to figure out that he had the right things in the pack that he was putting on. And isn't that true that in our life, before we die, before we enter eternity, it's very, very important that we have made the proper decision and based our faith, because it involves all of eternity, on the right things. That we jump off of this earth with the right parachute on. And that's more or less what I want to chat about today is to just to make sure that you've tested your faith, that I've tested my faith, that I'm believing the right things. And in believing the right things, I know that that will answer the three biggest questions that literally everybody on earth has to answer. Question number one is, where did everything come from? Where did I come from? Question number two is, well, where am I going after I die? And question number three is, why am I here on earth? What's my purpose? And the answer to that very much is based on faith and what you carry in your parachute so that you can confidently answer those questions and you'll know where you're going uh, after we die. But let's back up a bit. We'll come back to that later. I'd like to read with you one of the greatest faith chapters in the Bible. It's found in Hebrews, chapter 11. And uh, Hebrews is a significant book because it's written to the Jewish nation it's written to the Hebrews so it's kind of like talking to people who go to church already who already know a fair bit about God and then challenging them and blessing them in their faith so let's listen as they would and hear God's encouragement to us great examples of faith faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is the evidence of things we cannot see And through their faith, the people, in days of old, earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. And what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man. And God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before. And by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac and Jacob, who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead, a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore, there was no way to count them. All these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. What a beautiful picture of faith. And we've got this recorded in the scriptures. All of the scriptures refer to faith. It's what fills the backpack, the parachute that we jump out of the plane with. Similar to last week when we talked about seeds and how our heart is, is ready with good soil or struggling in other areas and not prepared to receive God's, words, God's word, faith is quite the same. For example, I believe that every person on earth is born already having faith. Now hear me out. The question isn't whether we have faith as humans. It's what we put our faith in. That's where we start to differ. Remember those three questions I asked you? Where where did everything come from? Where am I going after death? And why am I here on earth? Those questions are being answered differently around our globe. There's people that don't believe in God at all. And I don't even know what to tell you that their faith Is put in but they have faith probably in themselves that that uh, hopefully when they die nothing happens for example so someone who's atheistic and doesn't believe in God at all well they believe they came from nothing and they're just a fluke and then when they die they just go into the ground and it's dark and it's over so honestly what purpose do they have on earth well that's faith they're putting faith in in the fact that they hope and have faith that there's no God and I wish them well, I don't even want to argue that because to me, there is no argument. The Bible even says, even a fool says there's no God. And you can see by that logic, um, that that's true, but there's other beliefs too. The one that I've chosen as a believer, as a Christian, where I Put my faith in God's word to the best of my ability teaches me like we just read in Hebrews that, there was nothing in the universe at one point, and God was there. And in the nothingness, through his words, he created everything. And I know that because he's a loving God who's, who's provided the way, like a bridge for us to get to heaven through his son, Jesus Christ, by my believing in him, I won't perish. I'll have eternal life. And I'm forgiven through Christ Uh, great act of sacrifice on the cross and my faith is on that that heaven is open to me because I believe in that and because of that I have a great purpose on earth to love God and to point other people in the direction of who he is and how to get there and to love my family and and to show my family who God is through my actions and beliefs to the best of my ability see there's a big difference in all these different steps of faith they're all faith but they believe in different things as we learned last week, some people put faith in their riches, and some people put faith in other things that they may accomplish. Some people put faith that if they do enough good things, that'll get them to heaven, and so on and so on. There's lots of faith on earth, but where we place it is so important. We actually had a bridge here at the uh, doctor's inn at the uh, Water's Edge facility uh, when we arrived here that was broken, and. Uh, it was crooked and bent and went into the water and it was useless to us. And uh that to me stood out because I saw that and I, I thought that has to be changed. It's it's leading the wrong way. It's it's not accomplishing what it needs to do. So that bridge was no good. And then interestingly enough, I had a good farmer friend of mine come and we tore out the old bridge and at the beginning stages of building a good bridge, we had what I would call a temporary bridge. And he used his farmer know-how and, and he was explaining that on the farm, we make things happen. We, we just do, we don't go out and buy everything. We use what we've got and we come up with good resolutions and we make them. And, and that's what he did. He took a few ladders and strapped them together with some boards on top. And we created a a fairly light, but practical bridge so we could carry the rocks across, to put them down as a foundation for the new bridge to come. And he assured me it's great, and I, you know, I wasn't too certain, but after a, a short time, I was carrying pretty heavy rocks across the bridge, and even though it was springy, it held me, and we put it down. And then uh, I was away for a little bit, dealing with something else, and when I came back, my farmer friend wasn't there and the bridge wasn't in the same shape it was that when I left and sure enough I got the text that Jim uh, I like to apologize I I took a wheelbarrow full of the rocks to speed the process up across my bridge and sure enough it gave out and tipped and we all ended up in the pond rocks are gone I got wet and I had to go home my work boots were full and uh I don't know if it was a sin to laugh or not but it sure was funny to hear that and Bless his heart, he uh, took good care of us and loved us, and he paid an awful price for that. But the temporary bridge didn't hold, and it changed my faith in that bridge. Um, I still love him though, I trust him. Next time I'll think twice about the bridge he tells me to walk across if he made it. (laughs) But then with help from many people, we built a good strong bridge. We had the foundations in place, we had telephone poles that we, uh, we came, came upon that didn't cost us anything. They were a wonderful find that gave it such strength. And then a skilled carpenter came and led the way as we built the actual form and the decking. And now we've had weddings on this bridge where, where you've put brides in their beautiful dresses and, and grooms dressed in their suit. And no fear of them falling in because this bridge is sound and secure. This picture spoke to me about faith, where some people have a faith that, that's kind of crooked and broken and, and useless and won't go near it and won't touch it, whether that's faith in God or faith in themselves. It's just very weak and broken. Others, and I would fall into this category for much of my younger life, where I kind of put my faith in someone else, in my parents' beliefs, or maybe just, just and only just the denomination I grew up in and and the beliefs that I was taught from sort of one side of the overall picture. And then there's that picture of that strong bridge of faith that comes through experience, through God revealing himself, reading his word, and then testing the faith and seeing others test it. And that's what I hope to continue to work on and to see that God will help me in that area. I'm going to share a few names with you now of people with great faith. And uh, I want you to Think about it for a second and see if you know people with these names. Picture people with the name Matt or Phil or Tom or Jimmy or John or Pete or even Bart. These are names that you probably went to school with people like this. Uh, No doubt they go in your church and sit in pews beside you or chairs near you. These are very, very popular names in our culture. Do you know where I got these names from? Think about it for a minute. Okay, that's enough. (laughs) These are the short form names of some of the disciples of Jesus Christ. I mean, there's Thomas and James and John and Matthias and so on, Bartholomew. And isn't it interesting that out of that group of ragtag fishermen and and, uh, tax collectors and, and, and just this group of guys that struggled with their belief and their faith, that today we honor them and cherish them and even name our children after them. This spoke to me, and I hope it speaks to you, that uh, faith grows. That you can start with a small amount of faith, and it's still worthwhile. It's still strong. It's still used by God. But faith can grow. And I'll even tell you this, some faith that we have becomes fact. Sometimes the things we can't see grows into something that's real. I know my dad has experienced that in the ultimate Uh, change from earth to heaven when he passed away in 2008. Some of the faith he had just referencing his heaven real is now fact and he's rejoicing for eternity with Christ. But sometimes we wonder if God will heal and he does or he doesn't. But his promise is that he'll always be with us. And when he promises that and we don't feel it, but over time he does show up. And when we look back and we see his footprints and his fingerprints on our life, we can say, yeah, He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. He does walk through the valley with me. That kind of faith becomes fact, and then we can become a witness to other people. Amen? Let that sink in because these disciples are that for us. They did not have a lot of faith when Jesus called them. Uh, They struggled. They argued over who's going to be the greatest. Even when they did start to have faith, it was warped. It was like a broken bridge. It was there, but it was weak. But these guys, Matt, Phil, Bart, Tom, Jimmy, John, Pete, <laughs> these famous disciples of Christ died for their Savior. They paid the ultimate price for their faith because it came real. Think about Thomas. This is after the resurrection, and the other disciples were expressing that they've seen Christ, that he's risen, and he wouldn't believe it. He doubted. Have you ever been there? Do you relate to Thomas? And he said, unless I see for myself and feel for myself, I I just won't believe this. And it's okay if you doubt in your faith, it's okay. Because even in Thomas's case, Jesus showed up. And if you seek God, his promise is, you will find me. If you seek for me with your whole heart, your mind, your will, and your emotions, don't worry about your doubt, but keep seeking. And sure enough, Jesus showed up and we see in John 20, that Thomas was convinced. And I love Jesus's response to Thomas after his eyes were open. He said, my Lord, my God, my Savior. And, And Jesus said, blessed are you who have seen, but how much more of a blessing it is for you. And he's talking to you and he's talking to me in the future who have not seen and yet still believe. This is an encouragement in faith that that we can rely on, that it is good and it's real and it is such a blessing that you've put your faith in God. Keep seeking Him. Keep looking after Him. Here's a question for you. I shared three different bridges that were reality for me here at this facility. And the first one's a broken bridge that is not fulfilling, downright dangerous, I did try walking on it once and I got a pretty good soaker and several slivers in my hand that barely stopped from going right in the pond and right under like my farmer buddy. (laughs) Maybe that's where your faith is at or has been at or you have people around you that have that level of faith or that they're potentially jumping out of the airplane with a lunch and some notebooks and not a parachute. We need to pray for each other and we need to seek the scriptures and we need to make sure that our faith is in the right thing and it fulfills those three questions. Number 2 is maybe you're not carrying your own faith or the best faith and it has been put to the test and you're you're not sure and it might need some shoring up or it might need some replacing. And perhaps your faith is strong, strong like our new bridge that's been in place a few years now. And there's still temptation for that to be attacked, for us to doubt, for us to hear something online or from people that mean something to us and challenge the faith? And are we strong enough to stand under persecution? And uh, whether your faith is weak or unsure or strong, the answer is the same for all of them. Seek God. Seek him with all your heart. If you seek God, he will find you. Put your faith in God. This is where the dot, dot, dot comes in. I want to leave this with you. And in closing, just to remind you, everybody on earth has faith. Everyone who's listening, everyone in this room has faith. The question is, what are we putting our faith in? And are we willing enough to hang in there when times get tough? And I want to encourage you that when you have faith in God, When you believe in a creative God that created everything and brought you into this world, fearfully and wonderfully made, and he's got a place prepared for you in heaven for all of eternity, that gives you a purpose, a purpose on earth to grow in your faith, to first of all be the first mission field you have, which is your family, and then to reach out to your neighbors and to do all you can to show them this bridge that leads to eternal life. Don't be stopped or discouraged when people reject that. Jesus was rejected. There's nothing we can do about that except keep shining our light, hang in there, and uh, never give up. The Bible says be as shrewd as a snake, but as innocent as a dove. Love your neighbor, love your enemies, and trust that God will do good things with the faith that you're putting in. Let's pray. Lord God, we come to you nervously, We come to you at times with doubt. We come to you sometimes with a misinterpretation of who you are and our faith. And yet, Lord, you love us. You guide us. Your word is the answer. Everything we need to to build up our faith is there. Your word is profitable. It teaches us. It reproofs us. It corrects us. It gives us direction. Lord, we thank you for such powerful scriptures like Proverbs 3, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Put your faith in the Lord. Don't put your faith, don't trust in yourself. In all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct our paths. Faith is so important. But Lord, we need your help uh, to put our faith in the right things. Make us a blessing to each other. Help us to challenge and test our faith when it's appropriate. Help us to be humble and to ask questions. Lord, the last thing we want in our lives is for ourselves to jump out of this airplane with the wrong knapsack on our back. And second to that, we don't want our neighbor or our family to do that. That's horrible. But Lord, you've provided the way because you are the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you. Help each one of us to put our faith in you. And Lord, encourage us in that through your Holy Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.